Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Before we get started this week, it's time for another couple of Patreon compliments. So, up first is Dan Gould. I dislike waxed moustaches in general, but I am happy to make an exception for Dan Gould. He can officially carry it off. And this week's second Patreon compliment goes to Joel Gorf, who looks like the kind of guy who could hold you nice. Such a good cuddler, in fact, that you wouldn't even mind if he started snoring in your ear or dribbled on your shoulder. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I've been thinking about doing an episode on when things that were previously throbbing and sturdy suddenly end up squidgy and a bit shy. But it's a bit of a touchy subject, isn't it? No one likes to admit that their little soldier is asleep on duty. That Mr. Happy isn't at home to visitors. That the 8th Chevron will not lock. Little uh, Stargate reference for all my Stargate mates out there. Anyway, because that kind of thing's not associated with manliness, is it? I mean, not getting hard. Stargate is very manly. Masculinity. If you can't get it hard and fuck all night with your big hard man dick, then you're no man at all. Rawr, blokey blokey football, rugby beer and tits. Thinking like this, that a man is defined by his dick, is, ironically, bollocks. Anyone who thinks that they can take any measure of what it is to be a man using the dangly tube of skin they have between their legs is probably the kind of person that thinks that men's rights is a thing because feminism was a good idea, but it's gone too far. The fact is, no one is hard and horny all the time. Even when people try and talk dirty, it makes me laugh. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to pound you all night, baby. I've got the moves. You're going to be screaming my name until the sun comes up. Mmm. And I'm just like, first off, chafing all night. We'll both be sore and bloody by the morning, no matter how much lube we get through. Two, I've got stuff to do tomorrow. I need to get a good night's sleep, so get on with it. And three, I don't care what moves you've got. If it takes you all night, then you clearly have no idea what you're doing. As anyone who remembers having a spotty team rummaging around down there can tell you, enthusiasm is one thing, but good technique is very much another. Personally, I think ordering takeout food is the best timer. That usually takes about half an hour to 40 minutes, which is more than enough from start to finish. And it means you'll have worked up an appetite by the time the food arrives. Also, no one likes to shag on a full stomach, so it's not like you're going to be doing it afterwards when everyone's bloated and dehydrated from MSG. Some delivery places even have those progress apps, which is quite handy, because then you can roughly see how long it's going to be before it arrives, which can make it more fun. Okay, the app says it's on the bike. We've got about 10 minutes. Go, go, go. And it's always awkward to be getting up to it and just making some progress and then suddenly the doorbell goes and you've got to stop while you eat your food. Anyone who claims to be a grade A pork machine is either a teenager who hasn't quite worked out that there's more to life yet or someone who is probably still living in the 1970s and wears their shirt open a few buttons so everyone can see how virile and hairy their man chest is. In fact, there was that story about a guy who was hard for three weeks 
and his dick nearly dropped off. I know a few people who were like, oh, who wouldn't want to be hard all that time? <laughs> but apparently, it's not that great. Yes, it would be handy to always have somewhere to hang your hat, or a towel, or a duvet, depending on your personal dimensions and load-bearing capabilities. <laughs> Load. But apparently, it hurt like hell. Like, screaming in agony levels of pain. Which is understandable, I guess. I mean, I know I've had hangover horn that just won't go down no matter how many times I hit it with a book. And even that started to ache after a couple of hours. So three weeks, Jesus. Anyway, the story goes that he got drunk with a mate and decided to go to a sex club, so he took a Viagra before he left the house. Then... While he was at this sex club, he pulls this guy and invites him back to his, which, to me, is a bit odd, because, you know, it's a bit like splashing around and having a great time in the sea, and then meeting someone and going and sitting in a bath with them. It's like, we already had... Well, never mind. Anyway, so they get back home, and the nurse offers to inject him in the dick with an erection enhancer so that they can go at it some more. Before I go on, just in case this story gets turned into a Netflix special or something next month, I should probably drop a spoiler warning, so everyone, get ready. Letting someone he just met inject him in the penis at stupid o'clock after a night out drinking and partying, right, turns out to be a bad idea. The kind of bad idea that includes the phrase, your penis may die. I mean, I've had my share of bad sex. By Christ have I had my share of bad sex. But even I have never been in a situation that is so bad, so catastrophic, that it might result in my knob literally dropping off. In my head, I imagine it like when the last bit of umbilical cord falls away from a baby's belly button and just kind of plops on the floor and rolls under the sofa. Anyway, there's a lot to unpack in this, really. The first bit is the guy saying, I took a Viagra before I went out, as I often find it difficult to get it up if I've been drinking heavily. Now... I'm no Captain Obvious, but I can see a solution to that one, sweetheart. And of course, it's very easy to see issues in hindsight, and, you know, we all know that drinking too much often leads to making iffy decisions. For example, picking one completely at random, letting a stranger inject you in the dick. I mean, how much would you have to drink to get to a place where that seemed like a good idea? How terrified are you that you wouldn't be able to get it up? You get someone home, you get ready to go at it, and then nothing happens just an awkward moment. Oh, well, sorry, it's what happens when we're all so smashed. But then the other guy says, don't worry, I've got my dick syringe with me. I always carry it just in case. Chewing gum, phone charger, dick syringe. Because you never know when you might need to give someone a boner. So, after weeks of agony, surgeries, and things being literally shoved down his pee hole, the doctors managed to sort the problem by rerouting a vein in the dude's leg so the blood would drain. And that's the happy ending. Well, his end was happy because it didn't actually drop off. It's unclear if it'll work properly again after all that, but at least it's still attached. Do you know, if I were him, I'd start looking around for classes on how to bottom. You know, take the pressure off, learn to bottom, so boners are someone else's problem, you just have to lay there. There's bound to be classes for that kind of thing in Berlin. They'll be called something like, Ob deinen Hinten. Maybe den dein Kotlosch. Something like that. Or, if you want to get really kinky, Find somewhere that offers Frühstück. I'd be willing to bet that even the nastiest, filthiest sex clubs in Berlin wouldn't be allowed to let you have Frühstück on the premises. So you thought when I was going to do a German joke then that I was going to just put on an angry accent and shout something stupid in English, didn't you? And do you know where jokes like that get us? Brexit. We are all better than that. Anyway, this whole story makes me think of a child. Did not like that, you pervy fucker. Let me finish. Imagine being a child and being granted a wish by a magical cowboy, as you do, 
and your wish is to have an infinite amount of sweets. It seems like a pretty reasonable request for the mind of a child. But then imagine being that child and trying to eat all the sweets. Not just some sweets, or enough sweets, or a lot of sweets, but all of the sweets. And no matter how many you have, or how awful you feel from all of the sweets you've eaten, you just keep eating. This whole scenario reminds me of that. Maybe this guy went to the club, had a great time, met a guy he fancied, and overstretched while trying to make sure he didn't miss out on something. That fear of missing out, that FOMO, of rather being happy with a few sweets and enjoying them, and then, you know, going home to bed, he tried to eat all of the sweets, whether he was actually enjoying them or not. More isn't always better, is me point. Learn what enough is for you. Enjoy that and stop there. You have to kind of get used to the idea that you can never have all the sweets. There will always be some sweets, some sex, some stuff that you miss out on. And that's okay. Because, you know, you just have to focus on what you are having and enjoy that. My favourite bit of this whole thing, which, you know, I wasn't particularly into, apart from this one line, following his ordeal, what's-his-name is advising people against injecting themselves in their fun parts. I didn't realise this was something that we actually needed to say out loud. So alongside strangers injecting you in the dick, here's a list of some things that I advise that you do not do in an effort to save everyone some pain and suffering. For fuck's sake. Cleaning out your ears with a power drill. Testing a mousetrap with your labia or foreskin. Fucking a pencil sharpener. Homemade liposuction involving a carving knife and a vacuum cleaner. There's others, but I think you get the point. And, you know, I'll sleep well tonight knowing I did my part. Not all of us wear capes. Anyway, back to forcing your body to do something that, for whatever reason, it does not want to do. Maybe don't. If stuff isn't happening down there, don't force it. You're not a machine. Everyone has an off day every now and then, and if someone's going to judge you on that, then they're not worth shagging in the first place. And if you're worried about not satisfying your lover, then, you know, there's more to sex than just boning. You've got hands, you've got a mouth, get down there and get the job done another way. Have a rummage around in the bedside drawer and see what you find. Incidentally, this is why it's always a good idea to keep some AA batteries nearby, just in case. Failing that... Be honest with the person you're trying to shag. I'm, I'm too drunk to come back to yours. Let's swap numbers and, and hook up another time. Something like that. Easy peasy. If you need to lie, try something like, Oh, you're so hot. I was thinking about you earlier and I couldn't resist having a wank because you're so sexy. I was hoping it'd have recharged by now, but since it hasn't, perhaps there's some other way I can pleasure you. <laughs> or, if you find yourself losing steam halfway through, rather than just pushing rope and frantically hoping they won't notice, just stop. Get down there and have finish them off another way. They might be impressed by your ability to keep things fresh. Or, again, if you're not up for being honest, then lie. Fake an orgasm. Just be all, oh, goodness me, that one snuck up on me a bit. Anyway, now it's your turn. If I'm honest, I'd say at least half the times this sort of thing has happened to me, it's because I wasn't really horny. I was just bored or lonely. And it's important to note that neither boredom nor loneliness can be fucked away. The best you'll do is delay it for a bit, and you might as well deal with them properly rather than putting them off for 20 minutes with another hollow and probably not very fun sexual experience, if you can even get it up. Sex is always better when you're both doing it because you're both into each other, and not just pretending because that's easier than dealing with actual issues especially when sometimes those issues actually stop you having the sex you're trying to avoid the issues with by having the sex, if you see what I mean. 
And you know, that's not the funniest thing to end on, but never mind. I'll have another go in the morning. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashheart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. Masculinity. If you can't get it hard and fuck all night with your big hard man dick, then you're no man at all. Raw, blokey blokey football, rugby beer and tits. <coughs> Ow. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.